I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. What's his innate of? Oh, you know. Dunno now. Heels and I are champions. No, heels are the champion. Heels and I are champions. We played golf. No time for losers. Hang on, I'm singing losers like Satsy. We are the champions. Cop that. So good. The Greg Lyons cleric. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the show. This is Sports Day for a Monday night. Scotty Sattler, uh, Jason Matthews here. Yes, of course, we did play golf on Friday. The inaugural, uh, what is it, Greg Lyons Cup? Greg Lyons claret. Claret. So One, Greg Lyons. <clears throat> no, no, don't say it. No, 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 no. It's, what? You can't say what it's named after. Yeah, well, Paddy Walsh is who has been part of sport in Australia for 50 years. I don't think you meant to tell this story, by the way. He is also very good friends with Greg Norman. He meant to stop. No, when Greg Norman used to check into hotels, he'd check under the name Greg Lyons, not Greg Norman. He probably does still check into hotels around the world under that name. And you've just given it away. So that's what we play for, the Greg Lyons claret. And, of course, Ian Healy and I were victors uh, on Friday. And, Sats, may I just add, uh, you played very well. But you just weren't on the winning team. I wish I could say the same about you. I actually played outstandingly well. (laughs) I only lost three balls, one on the first hole. Mm. I did think this is going to be a horrible day. Welcome to the show. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SCN 1170. And you know that trophy you had made? Yeah. You know Heels and I are sharing that month by month. Mm. So he's got it this month. I'll bring it in. It's sitting... In the SENQ studio in Brisbane. Yep. And then we'll have it in the sports. We'll get rid of the Cam Smith bobblehead and we'll bring the claret jug into here. Look at it. It's life-size too. Uh, Super Radio Network. Hello to all our listeners through there. SCN 1170 in Sydney. SENQ 693 AM in Briz- Brizzy. What was I going to say? Uh, 1620 SEN on the Goldie. SEN track station. Listeners, boy. They're excited at SEN Track about what's happening tomorrow, Melbourne Cup Day. In fact, they'll have every race live on SEN Track tomorrow. And no matter where you're listening, SEN will have a, uh, a call of the Melbourne Cup too. Have you heard now, we spoke to our good friends earlier on, <clears throat> Joel Kane, Joel Fletcher, and Sugar each year, Joel Joel Kane, Fletcher. Joel Kane, Brian Fletcher. Brian Fletcher. Uh, Joel Kane each year has the Sugar Files. Yep. So it's basically, he's, he's had a really good record over many, many years about his sugar files, who he well, thinks... why is he still working? Who he thinks can win the Melbourne Cup. Can I just say, I just, I just heard his sugar files mm. of who he thinks. It's half the field. His yeah. sugar files is half the field. What? Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. Who are you having? Again, uh, you win some, you do lose more. Who are you having a bet on? Sulcum. Yeah, Why? Has been starting pretty badly of late. Right. But um, has been primed for this race. Right. For for many, many months by isn't, Chris Waller. Isn't everyone an expert on racing this time of yep. the year? 
Mate, I backed gold gold trip last year. I always back horses with the word gold in it. Yep. So I'm backing gold trip. Mm. Although not? I'm not as keen on now Matt Rogers has jumped aboard. No, no, he's yeah, he is on gold trip. Yeah, yeah he is. This is the guy who predicted Samoa uh would win the This Pacific is also the guy that said that aliens were walking down the main street of a city in Brazil. What? When? Mm. On the weekend? No. <laughs> a while ago. A while ago. Which city? I don't know, some some town in Brazil. But apparently no one took photos. In in a Brazilian bikini? <laughs> you know Did they have a Brazilian? Oh, come on. Yep. Why'd you go there? You know Brazilian nuts are just called nuts in Brazil. <laughs> to quote the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, hello to our listeners who are listening through SENZ in New Zealand. Here's your chance to crow. After the weekend, double eight double three is our text number. That's double eight double three for our New Zealand listeners. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you're in Australia, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We will talk about this game because it, uh, the Kangaroos were a disgrace. They looked like they were on a Kentucky tour of New Zealand. It's like they didn't front up and. I don't know. I'm going to throw it off the top, and I'm not just pointing to this guy either, by the way. Mm-hmm. Should I mention it now? It's, should, should we do – because we're going to do like it or lump it. Yeah. Can I put what I was lumping from that game? Yep. And see what our listeners think? I was lumping a lot of plays in that team. Mm-hmm. I was lumping Stags. I don't think he's a rep player. Has performed poorly for New South Wales and has done now for Australia. I don't think he's ready for rep footy at the moment. I thought our halves were ordinary, right? But if Cleary was fully fit, would have he got a run? We don't know. He was the incumbent, right? And Mm. Mao's pretty loyal. And I think, and I'm not having a crack because I think he's been wonderful for the game. I still think he's got a lot to give the game. But my question to our listeners, is Teddy past rep level football? It's it's an easy it's an easy no it's not an easy, it's an easy place to go no but isn't it? you've got to ask the question right because Mao's not going to get rid of him as Australian okay captain. I'm going to ask you the question <clears throat> was it a day where the Kiwis just played way too good yeah but they're not a thirty point to nil better team than Australia well 2005 they beat us 24 nil yeah but that was 18 years ago yeah but it's, is this our worst loss since that what well, we lost to Tonga didn't we. What's our le- worst loss to New Zealand? But is this our worst loss in recent memory? Or was the one against – Was it was Tonga, wasn't it? Tonga, yeah. Was that is that, is that a worse loss than this one on Saturday? Because that's not just – because it's outside footy season, let's not brush this aside. It was susting, <laughs> as you say. No, it, it is, a, it is a, I suppose, a harder loss to take because there was not a point scored. And the way that the, the Kiwis were able to – to penetrate their line, to consistently put a pressure on Australia and they, they whittled under the pressure as well is something we don't regularly see. Um, but I've got to say, Michael Maguire and his, his coaching team, they prepared this team perfectly for this one game. There's one game at the end of the season. Now, the last couple of weeks we've been waxing on about how some of our listeners are saying, I don't think New Zealand can beat Australia two times in a row. Well, but they just need to beat yeah, them they once, and to. they did that. So I take my head off to the Kiwis. I thought the way that they prepared for that game and the way that they – during the call, I was fortunate enough to call the game on Saturday, um, 
And before the game, I said if the Kiwis can keep Payne Haas and Tino Fasul Malawi before half time to under 100 metres each, mm. they'll go a long way to winning the game. Halfway through the second half, when they came back on the field, they both had only run for about 75 metres each. They killed us with offloads. Mm. We what we have one from our forward pack, and that was Payne Haas, mm. I think. It 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 was so bad. And again, full credit to the Kiwis. Oh, you're right. Their performance was unbelievable. Well coached by Madge. He's our New South Wales coach, by the way, just saying. Um, but an amazing effort by them. But that Australian team, that was poor. Mm. That was that there was no it looked like there was no pride in that Australian jumper. Yep. And where the Sats... Oh, no, there's, there's pride in it. Well, it didn't look like it, mate. Yeah, there, there's, there's always pride in the jersey. It's just, it's just, are you able to grasp just different parts of the game when the momentum changes? And unfortunately for, for Australia, when those questions were asked, they weren't able to answer them. And Andrew makes a really good point here. The forwards got pummeled. They should get more blame than the halves. And that's, that's 100% yeah, correct. Good. Yeah, uh, we're beaten everywhere, though. And the reason I make that point around Teddy, don't, don't worry, I love Teddy, but it gets to a point, and you can see with your own eyes, he's not the player he was, and it's slowly coming off. Still got plenty of years ahead of him with the Roosters, but should he step aside now and give wonderful array of fullbacks we have in the game the chance to play at fullback? And I just, I, I think it's, and he... Mal will never do that to him, right? He's too loyal, Mal. And that's a wonderful personality trait that Mal Meninga has. And it'll be up to Teddy. But is, is Teddy going to stand there and go, look, I think I am past it now at rep level? We saw we saw out of the two or three games at origin time, he he was below par. He had a good third game when New South Wales won. But I don't know. What do you think, listeners? 0457 736 736. And I'm, know, not, I'm not dumping on Teddy, mate. You know, there was a flat ball from Harry Grant that I thought could have been let go to out of dummy half to James Tedesco. And he shot up behind the play the ball and he was in open space. It was 6 0 in favour of the Kiwis. And if that ball's play on and you see Teddy in open space, now we don't know what the result would have been. Sure. But it's Teddy finding himself in open space. And I don't think he's finished at all. Absolutely not at rep level. And the week before, he was – we're not talking about his form the week before when the when Australia beat the Kiwis 36 points to 18. Well, like, we now know that the Kiwis were probably just playing off, you know, just waiting to see what they throw at them. Mm. So we can't take that game two weeks ago really into account, can we? Yeah, you can. Well – the key, if the Kiwis were – what was the phrase you used earlier? If the, the Rope-a-doping. Ki- they were rope-a-doping. So they were just like – and they still managed to score, what, 18 points against us. There's 26-18 with three minutes to go. There you go. Yeah. If they're rope-a-doping, geez, they, I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. I, I've, I've just got I, – I cannot, I cannot commend them enough, the Kiwis. The I, I'm with they, you on that. The way they're all, and I've got to say, James Fisher-Harris, the way he's led the side, now the, the Golden Boot is about to be named, which is the best player in the world. And that's based on the international game. It's not based purely on the season, week, week in, week out. He's a big chance of winning the Golden Boot. Yeah. Mm. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Rooster Muzz, wake up to yourself. We'll get term. Teddy and Herman were our best. The rest I wouldn't feed. Yeah, look, I, 
yeah, I don't know. I've seen enough in Origin this year, and I've seen enough for Australia. I just he's he's not the Teddy of old, and I, is he keeping out better plays from that number one spot? Um, and they did miss, and I'm going to cop it for this, but they did miss Cam Murray, who was a late withdrawal from the Australian team. Yeah, tendonitis. Yeah, yeah. So they did miss him. He's quick play the ball. His defensive efforts. Yeah, you can get a lot of momentum behind him, and I actually liked him playing on an edge compared to playing in the middle, where he doesn't get, doesn't he's not expected to do all the work. He's, he he picks his times. Um, would have he made a difference? Probably not. No, not one bloke. No, yeah. no way. Um, Craig from Maitland, good to hear you're alive. We've been worried about you, Craig. How are you? Why do you worry about me for you, Jason? Well, uh, so well, 58 days until... But you you want to come along to that Canton Day Wardens party at the City Cricket Ground? No. Um, no, we worry because when when you... You did say that Laurie Daly would be announced as the Blues coach. If not, you'd be walking naked through down some street. And we haven't heard from you since. We didn't know whether you got arrested. Right. Right. So you can, you can, you can, you can double dip, can you? Can, can you coach two teams, can you? What? Maguire in New South Wales and New Zealand. Can you double dip? Can you coach two teams, can you? Absolutely. He's been given the blessing by the players. But listen, Laurie Daly wasn't oh, appointed coach well. of New South Wales. Nude up, buddy. Nude up. I think I think I think he's got a, I think he's got a decision to make because I think New Zealand rugby, rugby league might have something to say about it, mate. They're fine. The players are fine. They're about to build a statue for him. <laughs> That's right. Craig. He can do whatever he likes. Now listen, Craig. Laurie Daly ain't the coach. Nude up whenever you feel free. Now listen, what can I do for you? Well. Keep your remarks about Dave Warren to yourself and future your soft cock. Right. David Warner. I thought Craig's a he's a fan of David Warner, isn't he? Uh yes. And he has been outstanding, I've got to say. Hmm. Anyway, uh thanks, Craig, for that. Hey, can I uh we we are talking about liking and lumping it tonight. Yep. Uh I'm lumping Brett and Christie's behaviour on the block. I'm and I'm lumping, what about this one? Colorado in college football. They yeah. were penalised an extra 15 yards on the field because their fans were throwing snowballs at the opposition fans. Why? <laughs> Isn't that what you do if so you've got a home So it happens in the team? stand, affects the team on the field. Mm. There you go. Um, send us your likeets and lumpets from the weekend in sport, 0457 736 736, time for the good oil. Thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin uh, olive oil. Um, you can tell Daddy's back in the producing chair, can't you? What is that? Well, it was a Broncos story, night one. Oh, by the way, I mm. haven't mentioned three times Melbourne Cup uh, winning jockey, mm. Kieran McAvoy, uh, joining us shortly to preview the big one tomorrow. He's on Ash Run. He is too, yeah. So we'll have a chat to him uh, soon. And Sam Highland's got some tips as well. He's coming out of the from SCN track. The barrier that is historically the second, the second most winningest barrier. Crabstack. I'm going to ask him whether he's superstitious. So it's the barriers. It's not the horses' performance. It's the barriers. The barrier. Well, okay, gotcha. History tells us. Adam Reynolds apparently is willing to take a pay cut cut on his current contract for next year. Uh, Rumoured worth about eight hundred grand, so the Broncos can re-sign Ezra Mam and Reese Walsh. He's going to have to take a pretty big pay cut to fit both yeah, of those in. Yeah, but apparently he's willing to do this to get an extension for twenty twenty five. Yeah, that's the that's the kicker, isn't it? I'll do this for you if you do this for me, which is 
it's a precarious situation to find you in. Find yourself in, to be quite honest. What sort of pay cut is he? Yeah, like you're saying, it have to be a big pay cut. Yeah. Because will, they're set for big upgrades, aren't well, they? Reese especially. Uh, Ezra's not on much money at all uh, at the moment, but has proven through 2023 that he deserves you know, quite a major upgrade. Uh, I think... I think Ezra would be in the vicinity of maybe 650s, I think, 650, 700. Um, and then Reese Walsh, who's not up yet, but he's up in a couple of years, uh, he'll be look at, looking upwards of a, of a seven-figure salary. So um, I, I can't see how he can take enough of a pay cut, to be quite honest. And then the NRL have got to ratify it. Yeah. And so, well, that amount you're now going to play for, you're worth more than that on the market. But he has been making, from all reports, he has been very successful off the field from third-party agreements in South East Queensland. Would. Of yeah, course Yeah, which he, he would. wouldn't have got yeah. in Sydney. No. Spreading the talent. So let's say they make a play. Let's say they make a play for um, Tom Dearden for yep. 2025 mm. and they don't need Reynolds. Yep. Right? I- I'm starting to think now that they wouldn't be able to f- – the Broncos wouldn't be able to afford Tom Dearden – Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas, Payne Haas, mm-hmm. Tony Staggs, maybe Tom did and they can't fit him in. It, it well, you can't have too many players upwards of around sort of your eight hundred mark. You probably can't. and that's what you need for Tom Dearden, right? Well, you probably can only. Well, yeah, he's, he's twenty two years of age. He's has, a state has, of origin player. Has he knocked back that three year deal from the Cowboys yet? Of no, 2. still 1? in negotiation. For more reports, right. still in negotiation. I think they realise that that's their first offer, um, and they realise they probably have to they to go upwards if they want to keep him, and they're probably going to have to make him close to the second highest paid player at, at the Cowboys. What do you, Malolo. What do you think a twenty three year old? To- um, Dearden would be worth that by then at the Broncos in the seven jersey. Well, how much they can offer him and how much he's worth, two different stories. Uh, but I think Tom Dearden will be the next halfback behind Daly Cherry Evans. So he'll be a long-term origin halfback, I think. And we, he showed that in the that he signed a couple of years ago when mm. he came in for Munster in his debut. Uh, he's he's upwards of, of 800s, easy. So if you had to... So let's say if that's the case, mm-hmm. and for long term, I think that's a good buy, right, at the yep. Bronx. And there's no suggestion they are chasing him, but it kind of makes sense, right? And he'd love to return to southeast Queensland. So you've got Ezra Mann, Reese Walsh, Tom Dearden, and those other players you mentioned. Someone can't be a part of the mix. Well, something's got to give. Who would you get? Who would, who would you kneecap, Scott Well, <laughs> well that's, that's, the, that's the question about whether they can actually afford him because – they have got a lot of players that are going to take up a lot of salary cap space. So it might get to the stage where they can't even afford to make an offer to Dearden, which they can do yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, the big question is, Adam Reynolds, do they offer him another year? I think I would be... A lot I'd of be, risk. I'd be treading very carefully. Well, Tom Dearden would be... Players like Tom Dearden would be locked up. Mm. So he'll be locked into a contract at another club. Then what's plan B for that number seven jersey in 2026 for the Bronx? Who would you kneecap? I think, unfortunately, probably the player that probably misses out is probably an Ezra Mam. Okay, that's a big call. Yeah, it, it is, but it's probably an Ezra Mam who gets the opportunity to go to a club and. Well, South, he can replace Cody Walker. I <laughs> like what you're thinking, Sats. Mm. You are a loyal South fan. I love it. Imagine, 
Imagine Ezra Mam at Souths, replacing Cody Walker as he retires. So you're getting rid of Cody already, are you? Yeah, I've got to think this through. Uh, I've got to go to a break. Hey, uh, Daddy Vass, welcome back from holidays. I, and I'm going to hook and tease this. Mm-hmm. You've got a great – he told me today, he goes, Jace, I've got a good story to tell you tonight on the air. Right? And he won't tell me what it is. I don't know what it is. It's my most embarrassing moment. Okay. I can't get you to tell it now because obviously Kieran McAvoy is standing by and he's mm. in the Melbourne Cup tomorrow. Mm. So he gets priority race. over your story. Yep. Right? How are you picking a winner for the Cup, by the way? Uh, I'll just draw one out of a hat, I think. Okay, that's how you do it. Yeah. I thought you would, I thought you kids, <laughs> you millennials would pick a horse or a jockey that is on like, feels. Drinks oat milk or is a vegan. Oh, that name makes me feel happy. I'm going with that. <laughs> what are you doing that voice for? Is it? Is that the voice of all millennials? Yes. <laughs> I'm representing every single one of them tonight. Oh, it's I so happy. Bo- I have won a box trifecta on the Melbourne Cup. Before. Have you? Right. Yeah. Uh, you win some, you lose more. Right, yeah. I've got to go to a break. So I'm hooking and teasing your yeah, story, all but, right? But let's ask the listeners. What? What's their most embarrassing moment? they've ever had well that's a pretty like open-ended story now let's wait and hear yours first right all right i right, just running this i show. need you i need you to you know we're live he's already me. put it out there so all right yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> gotta go to a break karen mcavoy next on sports day the all-electric kia ev6 with up to 528 kilometers of range world gym australia train for the sport you play building the next generation of legends this is sports day we'll be back in a moment 300 to go. It's Finch with a Prince of Aaron on the outside. Rostropovich is running on and Marmello back to the inside too. A Prince of Aaron at the 200. Marmello wearing it down. Marmello gets up on the inside and here comes Cross Counter. Cross Counter coming at Marmello. Cross Counter's flying. The Blue Army have done it at last. Cross Counter has won the Melbourne Cup from Marmello. How good is that? My, 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 the hairs on the back of my neck and my arms are standing up. What about this bloke? who crosses the line first on that horse in 2018. He's suited up, ready to go in the big one tomorrow. Uh, champion jockey Kieran McAvoy joins us now on Sports Day. How are you, Kieran? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good. What's it like when you hear that? <laughs> like, uh, mate, seriously, mate, I've got goosebumps all over my body. Do you, do you still get excited by that? Jesus, it says five years ago. That I can't believe it. Time's flown. Um, um might be about time to win another cup, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just run through some stats here, Sats? Yep. 1,000. Now, this may have changed over the weekend, but this is the latest I've got. 1,854 wins. Yep. 72 Group 1s. Wow. For his connections, nearly $220 million in prize money. Stop the fight. He's the, he's the skinniest bloke we've ever interviewed on this show. 49 kilos. I'll get some tips from you. Uh, later on, Kieran, on how to get rid of some kilos. But I want to go back to 2000, mate. It was the horse that I reckon all of Australia backed. It was called Brew. You won the Melbourne Cup in, in 2000. What impact did that first victory as a Melbourne Cup jockey, how did that impact your life? Oh, yeah, it was huge. Um, you know, it opened up so many doors um, thereafter. It's, um, it was amazing, you know, what that, that first win uh, in the Melbourne Cup was able to um, allow me to do and, and to, to, you know, go on and travel overseas and ride for, for Sheikh Mohammed and Godolphin. And, um, you know, it just it just it got me to all corners of the globe um, on the back of a horse. It was, it was quite amazing. And, 
Um, you know, I'll be forever grateful to Brew and, and to Mike Maroney, the trainer and, and the ownership group for, for giving me the chance um, to, to get on Brew. It was, it was just um, it was a remarkable start to my Group 1 winning career. Now, this time tomorrow, the race would have been one, run and won. Mm. Now, you're an Asheron tomorrow, carrying 51.5 kilos, Kieran. And three Melbourne Cups later, after that day on Brew, and you're a seasoned veteran, seasoned campaigner now, do you still get nervous before these, these big races? Yeah, you do. You know, you just get nervously excited, I like to call it. It's, um, you know, it, it's the, the waiting around. I, I'm sure that... Um, you know, AFL footballers and, and the like would be exactly the same. It's now you're trying to uh, just tick the time over and, and dot the I's and cross the T's, uh, and you, all you want to do is just get there and, and get the get the game underway. Um, so that's what it's like at the moment. It's um, just uh, just just eagerly awaiting getting there and, and taking part tomorrow in the, in the big day. It's um, it's good to still feel the the fire in the belly and um, and you know feel those little bit of a nervous build up. It's uh, it's, it's what keeps you ticking. Now, out of barrier 11, second most successful barrier with seven wins behind barrier number well, don't five. Don't put pressure on him. Now, are you superstitious or are you, is it just more about how you settle the horse really early? Yeah, no, not really superstitious with barriers and, 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 and the like. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race. Um, uh, the, the, the draw is quite interesting because the, you've got the two fancied runners in Gold Trip and Vorband, they've drawn really soft in barriers two and three, so that's going to make their job uh, all that little bit easier. Um, so, it's uh, yeah, it's all about just trying to get in the best spot you can. Um, it all depends on how quick your horse is early in the race, how, how quickly into stride it gets, and, and where it can sit comfortably, because being a two-mile race, it's, it's like running a marathon. You, you need to time your run, so to speak, and, and, and um, gallop in an efficient manner, and, and it's all about trying to have your horse nice and comfortable. So that'll be the first port of call. Ash Run is usually a midfield-type runner. Um, so I'll be... Hopefully, uh, we can just have a nice pace, a nice even pace is what everyone would, would be after and, and, and may the best horse win. I think um, you know, Ash Run has, has come back from... A, he had a, a 1,000 days mm. off the track with a, with a leg uh, injury, a tendon injury, and, and the, the team uh, have done a fantastic job, Chris uh, Kiramar and Dave Eustace, to get him back um, sound and running well, and he's, his fourth run back will be tomorrow in the Cup. So um, I, I think he, he's trending towards running really well. He's running it once before, before he done his injury, and he ran it. He ran a tenth. Um, so one thing he does do is he, he, he likes Flemington, and he, and he stay two miles, which is the distance. So um, right. fingers crossed he can run a top race. Hey, Kieran, tell us, take us, take us behind the curtain. In in, in all sports, there's a bit of banter between players. When you're in a race, and particularly yeah. a big race like this, is there any banter between the jockeys? And if so, who's the biggest pest? Well, it's it's um, there's a lot of banter in the sheds in the jocks room, um, which is which is similar to to most sports. It's uh, it's pretty good banter, um, and there's a bit of bit of uh, a few digs in the ribs here and there with <laughs> with uh, a bit of that banter as well. But um, once you get into the into the cup, it's um, everyone's pretty focused, and and obviously. Um, you know, most of the time it's, um, you know, it's, it's you're calling out, trying to, you know, let, let someone know, especially in the, in the first part of the race, there's a lot of jostling, jostling going on per position. So, you know, everyone's trying to get the best spot they can. So sometimes you might have to call out to just let the, the, the opposing rider know that, you know, there's, say there's two horses here or there's three horses here or whatever, or you're not clear yet, give me half a length. 
um, you know, give, give me give me a bit of time. You might just come back a bit to let them slot in or whatever. So um, there's a lot of calling going on, but it's more for safety's sake. And, yeah, right. And, um, and then, then obviously once you get to the business end of the race, then it all starts again. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty action-packed. I only learnt this week that a horse weighs, five, on average, 500 kilos. It seems unfair. Tomorrow you'll have 51 kilos and you're on the back of this 500-kilo yep. beast. I mean, I can't imagine how you control it. Yeah, it takes a bit of skill. Um, that's for sure. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, that's what a handicap is. It's Melbourne Cup and, and there's there's plenty of lightweights in this race tomorrow. As you can see, there's, there's a good portion of them, mm. more than half the field are under 52 kilos. So, um it's um, it's just part of the job, and you know I'm not really lucky. I can ride light, so and my Melbourne Cup winners have all been uh, lightweight. So um, I'm pretty blessed to be able to you know get down to these handicaps. And as you said, it's it's a good balance. It's something that I I uh, do every spring, and 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 sometimes in the autumn as well. And it, it takes a little bit of a knack knowing you know how to do it correctly and, and get your weight down, so you're still feeling strong on the day. Because as you said, you you've got to go out there and perform in in a high pressure race uh, and control the 550-kilo beast that you've got underneath you. So, Kieran, what's your routine like tomorrow morning? Do you try and keep it as regular as possible, even though it's a Melbourne Cup, try and keep it the same? So, like, what was what would a jockey eat tomorrow morning to prepare what is going to be a very long day for yourself? Yeah, not too much. Um, Eating-wise, I'll have a little, probably a little short coffee, small coffee for, for brekkie, and then might just have a, um, depending on what weight I am, I might just have a, a like a little muesli bar or something, and then head head to the gym and, and have a little hit out for half an hour. I might have to sit in the sauna um, before I go to the track, or and then at the track, I've got a sauna and a spa as well. So just depending on what weight you're at, hopefully I've got a, a kilo to lose in the morning. Um, I'll have a little bit of tea tonight, just some fish and stuff for tea, and then and then lose lose the final kilo tomorrow uh, morning. The race, my, my light ride's not till the cup in, you know, three o'clock. So you just got to time yourself right. Um, because obviously, unlike boxes where they can weigh in and then go and fill up again, we have to obviously stay stay light and, and until you know the, the race is completed or the race day is completed, so to speak. So, yeah, just a normal routine and um, you know get there nice and early. And, and um, I hate rushing around through traffic and that, so I'm not into race six, but I'll try and get there early just to beat all the traffic. So we know there's obviously another big day on Thursday, um, but if you win with Ash Run tomorrow, will you? Will you splurge out a bit after? Will you maybe... Yeah, how's that night look? Will you have a hamburger and some chips? Or <laughs> how'll that look? Oh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be eating. If we happen to win, I'll be eating and a fair bit of drinking. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good incredible. stuff. Hey, um, I want to ask you a quick question. Just moving away from the Melbourne Cup for a mo- moment, Kieran. Um, and we are chatting to Kieran McAvoy, one of the jockeys. Well, champion jockey and has got a, uh, a ride tomorrow in the Melbourne Cup on a pretty good horse by the name of Ashrun. Mate, Racing in Australia, it's changing. I mean, we see the Everest now. It's about the party. It's about the music and the younger generation. Is it heading in the right direction? Well, I think so. I mean, it's about getting um, the one thing that we, we didn't want to do is, is sit on our hands and and um, you know lose participants, um, you know, to, to other to other industries. And um, it's all about getting the young people back to the track. You know, um, more often than not, you go to the races and, and the crowds were. Um, you know, full of older people, the older generation. So it's all about getting the youngsters back to the track and and getting them, you know, and, you know, in, involved in our sport and enjoying the sport and 
and um, you know hopefully that then um, you know the, the crowds keep coming back. So one thing that I know Peter Volandis has done, and 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 I know that Racing Victoria have sort of followed suit is just put on a bit of a party and a bit of a bit of a mm. you know the music and and the theatre and 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 good food and it's all about um, you know trying to engage with the younger audience and I think that's what racing needs to do. Everything needs to adapt and change and. Uh, I think racing has been on the front foot in the last five or six or ten years in, in doing so. And, um, you know, I know that our, our, our racing uh, brand and, and the level of prize money has been fantastic um, in New South Wales and in, 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 um, in Victoria as well. And it's not just the, the top-level uh, racing that, that, that's uh, been uh, advantaged by the prize money. It's, it's grassroots level as well, which is fantastic. So... Um, that's great to see that you know it's getting down to the bottom level, the, the grass level, grassroots level of racing as well. Kieran, we've just got to teach the horses how to take selfies now, and we're set. <laughs> hey? <laughs> well, there's there's lots of uh, if you check on Twitter, there's there's lots of uh, horse videos and horse pictures, and everyone's getting a, a post up about uh, the big cup tomorrow. So um, yeah, it's going to be a great day. I've got, I just got to ask one more because this. This fascinates me. And we're talking about it off the air. Some of the international horses struggle when they mm. come here. It's whether they get spooked by the crowd or what the noise on that Flemington straight. How loud is it, Kieran? Can you hear it when you're riding? You know what? Funnily enough, you actually can't. You, it's, you know, you're so focused on um, the race itself and, and what your horse is doing and what's happening around you that it's, you, I end up sort of blocking it out. So it's not till you stop and, and you can hear the noise and, it, it actually, it, it's always interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of the time the overseas horses and sometimes even the locals, they aren't used to the big um, rocket, raucous, you know, local crowd. And um, the two Irish horses tomorrow that are well featured in the betting, I'm going to be really taking a close interest um, in how they handle the preparation because if it's, if it's going to be 30 degrees there tomorrow, um, they, they could just feel the heat. So if you're backing those horses, I'd just keep a close eye on them how they're had our parading in their preliminary before before the race. All right, we'll let you go and get uh, the fish in, dear. Uh, good luck tomorrow on Ash Run in the big race, the Melbourne Cup. Uh, mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Your, your, mate, your successful jockey, as I said, 72 Group 1s, Sats. This bloke knows how to greet the judges. Kieran McAvoy, good luck tomorrow in the big one, mate. No worries. Thanks, boys. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, before we get to some text messages. How do you feel? How do you feel? I love this segment. I feel like a Yeah, time for an ODI World Cup update thanks to Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. I love that ad. Still one of my favourites. Um, I reckon Sats, how, where we're heading is Australia about the only team that can beat India in this ODI World Cup final. Although one of our text messages said, what was that phrase again you used for the Kiwis versus the... Rope-a-dope. Yeah. That was famous for the, for the fight between Ali and Foreman. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, someone on our text, I'll, I'll have a look for it, said South Africa are doing that to India. They're rope-a-doping them. It's a good point. Hmm. Probably not to the extent that they got two hundred run rope and dope, yeah. But I get it, I do get it. Cricket might be a little bit more difficult than rugby league. Like 
with rugby league, you can just go through the motions and you can um, make sure no one gets injured, make sure you don't get embarrassed. Cricket's a little bit different. Well, it was actually uh, Brisbane Hill. Um, correct me if I'm right, Sats. Mm-hmm. And Woogie did the South Africans do a New Zealand rugby league team and went soft against the Indians in the World Cup. They only nice need to point. win one game good point, against Brisbane the Indians. Hale. And that's the final. He said it reminds me of the 2009 Eels and how they lost the last round game against the Dragons, 37-0. Yeah. You just want to, well, you, you want to do all you can to avoid them in that first final. Well, the only final, the semi-final. Mm. Mm. So, maybe but that they doesn't are. help by losing to them because Australia could now leapfrog them. They're two points behind. Yeah, but if finish Aussies. second or third, you're gonna you're gonna miss India, aren't you? That's correct. Yeah. So fourth place. So will if they play finish India. second or third, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like it's going to be a semi-final if it continues this way between Australia and South Africa. Yeah. Fourth spot, though, very interesting because New Zealand are on equal points with Pakistan. Mm-hmm. After Pakistan won on Duckworth Lewis um, on the weekends. Do we geez, like the Duckworth Lewis I just do, system? D- do we know how to work it out? That's the bigger question. Do we know who Duckworth and Lewis are? <laughs> Is it Luke Lewis and Ben Duckworth? He used to Perhaps. play for Illawarra. What do the Kiwis make? Like 390 on, they still lose. Yeah. Like, I mean, it goes on wickets and whether a left-arm bowler is bowling or a right-arm bowler. Anyway, look, it's really – the Aussies, we had a great win against the Poms. I think we can all agree on one thing from the weekend. Johnny Bairstow getting a golden duck is the greatest thing for cricket in the world. His face was even redder walking <laughs> off. Can't blame us for that, can he? It was very innocuous, actually, when he got caught down leg side because Josh Inglis – he got up and he sort of half appealed. He wasn't quite sure. Yeah. There was another dismissal the other day as well when, again, another English batsman got out and caught behind. Mm. Uh, again, um, keeper didn't even go up. It was yep. Marnus Labuschagne going, no, mate, he's whacked it. It was a massive nick. So, anyway, exciting times. Bangladesh will take on Sri Lanka tonight. Uh, and tomorrow night, Australia play Afghanistan, which good game. Good game, Afghanistan. I have no doubt team of the tournament. Absolute team of the tournament. Second favourite, yep. Uh, ODI World Cup update brought to you by Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. Sats, quickly, a couple of text messages before we go to a break. Uh, regarding, this is uh, Stormy Daniel says, Woogie Sats, regarding Teddy, I'll be interesting to see what Madge does with him next season for New South Wales. Does he survive? Freddie, Bedsy and Brandy loved him and persisted with him, but will Madge or will he create a brand new spine? Good question. And it'll come down to the player as well. You know, sometimes yeah. you get to an age where you sort of say, yeah, Daly Cherry Evans may be the same. Winning an Origin Series as a skipper, and they may say, well, I just want to focus on trying to win a comp before I retire. So yep. there's there's a lot of decisions to be made, and you do a lot of thinking over the off-season yep. as a player, especially when you're at the, the back end of your career. Kangaroo is a bit like uh, the Australian cricket team. A lot of players over 30. Mm. You know, and holding some good players back. But that's, you know, it's, it's your jersey, right? They've got to get it off you. Quickly, before we go to a break, uh, cheers from Eric on the Gold Coast. You two blokes are the biggest gibberers. Sam Walker will be Queensland half with Dearden at six. Reynolds can't take a pay cut on current contract like one of the Saifidi brothers wanted to do at Newcastle and got knocked back. Plus, Dearden won't go to the Donkeys. They nearly destroyed his career a couple of years ago, thanks to Kevy. Well, he got out of there. He got out of the Broncos because he was just far too young at a in a club that's got a lot of spotlight on it as well. And the best thing he did was get away. Uh, the next 
decision will be, will he end up returning there? Because his family's nearby. And yep. But I, I hope he stays at the Cowboys. I really do. All right, break time. Uh, when we come back, more of your texts. And we're not far away from getting um, Daddy Vass's embarrassing story. It's what we call a hook and tease in the biz. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Hello, welcome back to the show, Melbourne Cup Eve. Hey, send us through your tips, by the way. Remember, you win some, you lose more sats. We're getting some tips through for the Melbourne Cup and all sorts of things. Well, 619 says, lads, biggest wing on the punt for the try that day was cross-counter, of course, ridden by Kieran McAvoy. Yep. In 2000, it was Brew. He said, giddy up. 14 to 1, Brew was paying. Everyone was on it. It's carrying 49 kilos. Which is what Kieran McAvoy... Actually, weighs. <laughs> Can you imagine being forty nine kilos? Mm. Like that's that's not good. So I remember when I was. Remember back in school, you used to believe, you used to do the weight categories. Yeah. And if you missed out, you played in the open. So seven stone seven, or the six stone sevens. Mm. That's about four. Was that about forty nine kilos? That six seven four. That's about forty nine kilos. Yeah. Mm. A horse weighs five hundred kilos. I know. Why don't we have a fat jockey cup? Now, Kenny from Mermaid says his Melbourne Cup tips are third, right you are, two, absurd, who is the stable mate of his winner, Vauban. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the favourite from yeah. uh, Europe. Um, Reptile says this. When are we going to admit Yo may be one of the best Cup players but not representative le- level? He is a media push like WWE. I don't know. They did miss Cameron Murray on the weekend, absolutely, but... There's been a lot of talk around that today, hasn't there, whether he should be the 13 for New South Wales and the Kangaroos. Hey, got to go to a break. We'll get to your texts. We'll get to your tips next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello. Welcome back to the show. Monday night edition. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Boy, text messages are going Hey, nuts. what about um, I was standing in the kitchen just warming up my, my dinner? Yeah. You you and, are the worst person to watch eat. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do. I agree with you. It's horrible. But... <laughs> Uh, Daddy Vass walked in and goes, oh, yeah, just, how did Sam go? Did he go all right last week? Sam? Yeah. I didn't know what to say. Well, see how I downplayed it? I just I, oh, I, actually, I, I changed the kid. subject. I said, oh, how about those Broncos? <laughs> you did say, I oh, changed he's a the good subject. kid. You say he's a good kid. I said, good kid. Yeah, and I good said. Good kid. No, Where's he... footy shorts to work? Yeah. I said he went all right. Yeah. I said, it's good to have Daddy Vass back. Mm. Uh, listeners, just keep it between us. Yep. All right. We don't need Daddy on his first day to cry. That's tomorrow. Glenn said um, that Sam did a, a magnificent job. Who at, said that? Sam said about himself. Himself. Glenn, and that I better not take another holiday. Well, it is a, it is a, in media it is a saying. 
Never take a holiday. Mm. Glenn, it was drunk every day. Mm. So it was hard to tell. God, Sats, what did you eat? It stinks. Salmon. Oh, <sighs> is it off? No, I love salmon. Yeah, but you got to eat it while it's in dates. Second hour of the show. You want to get involved? Love to hear from you. 0457 736 736. Some of the things we're talking about tonight are the kangaroos' performance and the Kiwis' performance on Saturday. Mm, Kiwi listeners, pretty excited about it. Kangaroos fans, Australian fans, what do you think? It was, it was pretty poor. 30 points to nil. Has to be our worst defeat ever. Well, it is. Statistically, it yeah, is. Yeah, I know score-wise, mm. but Tonga was the big shock, right? Yeah. I, I, I thought Saturday was a massive shock. Tonga was a huge shock, but on a, wa- a massive wave of emotion and a, and a, a real big movement from, from, from some big players in the game as well. Uh, so the, the Tonga one was, they really snuck up and hijacked Australia that day. And I think there was a part of Australia that thought this is really good, good for the game. Uh, on the weekend, that was, that was just an all-out assault on everything that Australia could possibly throw at them. What they did very early on is that they just... Yeah, Mike Tyson's got a good saying, everyone's got a game plan until you get punched in the face. Mm. And that's exactly what New Zealand did. They just went straight through the front door very early on. And very rarely do you see Payne Haas get dominated. I mean, he got dominated from the opening whistle. You never mm. see it. Mm. But um, One offload, I think, for the match. Yeah, it was, and we've got Fitzy here as well saying, you know, half time there was 39 missed tackles for Australia. I think it was 50, 50 missed tackles all up. When you, I know stats are very boring, but when you looked at the stats at half time and calling the game live and, and looking at the stats at half time, I thought there's no reason the scoreline is the way it is. There's no reason why uh, – there's every reason, I should say, the scoreline the way it is when you read the stats. They were just getting absolutely demolished in every part of the game. Yep. And there's one stat that, that can never be measured, and it's pure aggression and physicality. There's no stat to, to measure that. But if there was, they would have been off the charts, the Kiwis, because Australia were, yeah, they got slapped in the face. Let me give you this one from Adrian. Good to hear Adrian's listening. I, I never expected New Zealand to win so easily, but they had a powerful side and so gave them a great chance. As for the Kangaroos, the first who should go is Mal Meninga, the coach. When, he is ever, when has he ever succeeded with a side that wasn't full of superstars? What he said at halftime must have been totally useless. Well, the Australian side is full of superstars, so and he's been very successful at rep level. What, what we are really quick to do as Australian sporting fans is that when we lose a game, we are quick to pile on. We won the World Cup last year as a as a nation, and so Mal obviously did a really good job there. Um, but it's a completely different side, the side that ran out there. But it doesn't matter; they're still full of superstars. Like I mean, if you're playing for Australia, you're you're one of the top echelon of of Australian rugby league. I think Mao and the team's attitude was, we're just going to win today. They well, it's th- not Mao's attitude. He's not playing. He's not the guy putting on that kangaroo's jersey. And, and Sats, you've played at representative level. You don't coach these guys, do you? Oh, you... you, you I mean, you don't... I mean, you do. You pick apart weaknesses in your opposition and you try and exploit them through your key players. But most of all, it's about communicating to players what your job is on the day. And don't look outside of anything other than your job. Complete your job 
Mm. And most times, often than not, we'll win the game, especially with a lot of the players that Australia always do have. But, um, you know, we've got a text here about... We've got a text here about Cam Munster, and I'll find this here. Cam Munster at halftime said that... Um, that we'll, here it is here. It's from Andy. He says, the Aussies' attitude was off. Munster said they were complacent in an interview after the game. Rumours that large proportion were out on the town Thursday night. That's what it looked like. Well, don't know whether that's the case or not. I'd be very surprised under mm. Mal Meninga's watch if that would have happened. Complacent? Well, I, I would be really disappointed if you're about to wear an Australian jersey that you would be complacent about to stand for a national anthem to win a tournament. Yep. And you're complacent. But Some of those tries by the Kiwis were unbelievable. Great finishes, right? Mm. So you, that's probably about good three tries, right? So take those. They could go either way. You're looking at 12 nil. Australia sats didn't even look like scoring. Mm. Didn't even look like it. The defence from the Kiwis was outstanding. They they really took a leaf out of the Penrith Panthers, the way they defend, they attack with their defence. What I mean by that is they just get up. They use their speed. You've got to be super fit, which they all are, yep. but you use your speed to advantage. You just get up off the line as, as quickly as you can. You get in the face of the opposition, and then slowly you break them down. And that's what they're doing to Payne Haas and Tino. Yep. But, but you've got to continue to do it time and time again and be consistent at it. And then your opposition has got to be able to read it and come up with something to try and try and stop that. And Australia, unfortunately, they were unable to think on their feet. They were completely rattled. I've got to say, and and I'm just saying this because I'm a South supporter, but I've got Cleary and and, um, Cam Murray, big big outs to that side. Yeah. Two massive outs. So we had two superstars of that Australian team out of that game. I still say Cleary is head and shoulders a better halfback than DCE. Two completely different players. But he's the incumbent... He's the incumbent number seven. Well, well I don't I think, think he, I don't I, think he was wearing that in the World Cup. I, yeah, Cleary was the, the half in the final. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so he is the and, and Mao would have picked him if he was fit, right? Because he's he's loyal. Those two blokes not being in that side as well. Can I change tack for a moment? Daniel from Prairie Woods asked a really good question, gents. Don't we already know Daddy Vass's most embarrassing moment in his life? That being, he's not a member of the Broncos. Yeah, true. It's a good point. I mean, is that what you're going to tell us, boys? I'm still not a member of the Broncos. No. All right. How he, quickly he, he hammers me? How quickly oh, he's we be right too? And we found out last week, Sam, who's not as good as Daddy as a producer, he's a Roosters supporter. Is it? And he's not a member. Not a member. But it, he's a member of Western Bulldogs is, is he AFL. Not a member? No. It, well, no, he's a member of the Western Bulldogs. AFL, AFL even though he doesn't support them because he had a year's free subscription of KO. 120 bucks to be a member of the Western Bulldogs and you get $300 worth of KO subscription. He's making money. That's a life hack oh. right there. He's mm-hmm. onto it. All right. Okay. Now, Might Daddy. Sign up to the, the he, I, side. I got into work and, you yep. know, he's, he's had a week off and he's like, Chase, I, 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 I did the most embarrassing thing. He said, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to hook and tease. It's going to be in the show. This story better be good. The floor's yours. All right, boys. Here we go. Here we go. This will take 10 minutes. No. So, had a week off, as everyone knows. Bit of R&R. Got to Friday. Mm-hmm. And I thought... Sats, get off your phone. I'm going to go... I'm going to go have a massage. What? Wait. Wait, 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 wait. What's going on here? No, no. It's all clean. It's all clean. What? Do you, so, do you keep your undies on in the massage? Yeah. I had one on Saturday, too. Did you? Mm. Oh. God. There you go. 
Um, <laughs> thanks. He's buying into my story. Yeah, hurry up. Yeah, no, anyway, so after the massage, right. um, there's a, like a, it's called a bathhouse where you go, you get in the sauna and you yeah, jump yeah, in, yeah. The, in the bath and it's an ice bath. Do you know how disease ridden they are? Yeah. Shout out to all those companies out there that are. <laughs> so, so it's like a recovery. Yeah, it's a recovery. Yeah, well, yeah. and a massage, like you <laughs> revitalise yourself. No, well, I went, I went for a big hike that day. Is it like a Turkish? Like, have you Wait. ever been nude, like in the sauna? Yeah, are you nude? No, with other go- like guys in the sauna. No, no? There's, okay. There's a bunch of randoms. Like you book a session and yep. you just jump in. You yep. got your jocks on and all. Wait, that. you're in a spa with random people, and so in a sauna. Yeah, in a sauna. Oh, Miso know. was there. Oh god. Anyway, so did you we, have tandem massages? <laughs> no, no, I had. I had, Never do that. She does a facial. I do a massage. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I finish the massage. I go down. Is there an get, end to this story? Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we get ready. You, you have to have a shower. So you Can have you find a never-ending story? No, no, sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> Anyway, so yep. we, go, we go in the sauna, and mm-hmm. there's about six people in there. Yeah. No, it's a, it's mixed. Right. It's mixed. I think there was like three three right. girls, a few blokes. Age category? Like? Uh, 25 30s to and, and 30s and maybe a 50 year old 70 80 yep. <laughs> bit of a mixed mixed age group yeah and you know, we're all sitting there mm. right. i had a chicken sandwich <laughs> in, in the, the sauna, sauna. no <laughs> no before i had the massage that would have been great imagine going in there with a kebab <laughs> <laughs> and and we're all sitting there and then this happened you miss i let one rip i let i let one rip in the sauna right yeah so what's embarrassing well, everyone just looks at you. Mate, you're sitting nude with a bunch <laughs> of strangers sweating in a hot room. They're not nude. <laughs> it's silent. You can't hear a thing. Every Everyone heard it. I think you deliberately did it. I didn't. <laughs> just yeah. for content. It yeah. slipped out. <laughs> it slipped did out. Did it follow just... through or not? No. Okay. okay. It was so just a small one. The question for our listeners. No, 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 Rooster Mars. No. Yes. Where have you accidentally let it rip? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Well, I, I, is your missus good at doing them? Does she do them in front of you? No comment. Sats I've and never done one. No, never in front. Has Beck done it in front of you? In 15 years, Has no. Beck? You know, I tell my missus that did, all the time. If she did, butterflies and perfume. I tell my missus that all the time. You know, Beck's never done it in front of Scott. Why can't you learn from Beck? <laughs> She's unbelievable every morning. So, so that is that your most embarrassing? Moment? I was so embarrassed. But see, you only get embarrassed when you're going to see those people again. When you well, don't see people like that again, they were sitting in the sauna. And yeah, I could see a couple across. They were like, they were like looking. No stench or not? No. What was okay. the sandwich again? Chicken sandwich mm. with the mayo. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. probably the mayo. <laughs> Rightio. So, what's the question? What's your bo- most embarrassing moment? Have you ever had a sauna? <laughs> Have you ever eaten a chicken sandwich <laughs> in a sauna? sauna? <laughs> Because the lettuce would wilt, wouldn't it? Yeah. Under the extreme heat. Yeah. Well, that was a crap on. story, by the way. I was embarrassed. You could have just come and gone, hey, guys, I farted in a sauna the other day. Uh, it was really embarrassing. Mm. I was there with strangers. Sauna yeah. or steam room? It's very important. Sauna. Okay. Did okay. Infra- was So it the, everyone everyone walked out of the sauna. Because of it. And then it was just me and my misso. Oh. And she straight away said, was that you? And I denied it. And I waited till we... <laughs> Got in the car. <laughs> you did not. So you lied to your miss. I lied to yeah, and then and then I said oh, do that again. And then I said in the car that it was me. Right yeah. So you did what you required. You you cleared the room. Well done. Yeah. Got the sword into myself. 
Uh, what's the question? Do you know, at, at, when it was Indy before the, mm. the V8s on the Gold Coast, yeah. I, was, I was walking along the footpath and I saw on the ground, I saw this $20 note. I went, what? And so I walked across and put my foot on it. And I sort of, <laughs> sort of, no one looked. And there's people everywhere. And I'm just standing around like trying to act cool. Yeah. I took my foot off it and put my hand down as if I was going to do my shoelace up. And I was trying to get the $20 note. <laughs> and there's a group of guys at this bar yeah. directly opposite me that have stuck the $20 note to the footpath. You're a and I just looked like this absolute scavenger. <laughs> That's why he's so rich. Mm. Um, worst place I've ever let one rip is while giving a speech at the Broom race course oh, in front of 3,000 people. Oh. And it ripped over the microphone. Oh. <laughs> no good came of that. <laughs> it's Mick. Seriously, I did it at my own wedding and did not blink an eyelid. It is part of life. You don't fart, you die. <laughs> Canara Cowboy. He's filthy, Canara. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, 0457 736 736. Should we take Glenn quickly? Rooster Mutt says, my missus dropped the guts once. Oh, Rooster And I already get up on the roof and fix the broken tiles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go to Glenn oh. on the line. Have we got him on the line before we go to um, the, to Sam Highland? Glenn, hello. Yes, Justin, how are you, buddy? Good. Hey, Great Glenn. Match. Welcome back. How are you, buddy? Uh, you good? Geez, I'll tell you what, there's no way you'll be able to hang up on me again after listening to that for the last 20 minutes. But anyway... Um, I don't know why the wife went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire the other night. Mm. Four times, she said. No, I don't know the answer, but my husband does. So why didn't hubby go on the show instead of wifey? Mm. Um, good question. And I, I will call good times. Um, thank you. There goes, He's a really good point then. Why do people go on these... These shows, yeah, I, I don't know. When they say someone else in the family will know the answer to that question, I wanted to get rid of him because his phone sounded terrible. Mm. Um, <laughs> Did you hear him just then? You just is, hear him in the distance. Can you hang up on it? Is he gone? Right, good, thank yeah. you. All right, got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, oh, actually, before we go to the break, let's catch up with Sammy Highland for a Racing Queensland updates. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Uh, yes, Sat. So I want to ask you, before we go to Sammy Highland, who's filling in for Chris Nelson, who's sitting on a pile of cash after the horse he owns like a, a pumpteenth of the tail mm. uh, got up on the weekend, uh, April and Augusta. Didn't – no one tipped us. Yeah. Which, again, you win some, you lose more. Um Horses. The night before, like I'm going to, I'm going to try and compare a horse to a rugby league player. Yep. Rugby league player. Night before the grand final. Go ahead. What do you have for dinner? Rugby league player. Yeah. Spaghetti bowl. Right. A big bowl. Bit of steak. Yeah. Right. Yep. All in the one meal. Yeah. I should have played rugby league. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would a horse be enjoying tonight for dinner? I'm thinking some chaff. <laughs> Maybe some some barley and some oats. Sounds good. Uh, actually, Sammy Sammy Highland, who's got a racing update for us, you'd know. What does a horse eat the night before a big race? Well, Sats and Jace, he would have a big bucket of oats with a bit of maize in there, a bit of sunflower, uh, and, you know, there'd be a few salts and magic powders that go in there just to, just to give what? him that little bit of extra zing in his step mm. for... The Melbourne Cup tomorrow. It's the Melbourne Cup big day. (laughs) 
looking forward to it. But Queensland, what about in Queensland? We've got Eagle Farm, Gold Coast Polly, Toowoomba, Bundaberg, Charleville, Cumbia, Mount Isa, Townsville, Mackay, Gladstone. We're, they're not going to have enough jockeys to go around. There's <laughs> racing everywhere in Queensland. Horses will be riding horses. How good. That's awesome. Massive one. Now, listen, um, any tips for Eagle Farm uh, tomorrow, Sammy, before we move over to Melbourne? And you've also got a tip for our New Zealand listeners as well. Eagle Farm, righto. Big odds here. Race three, number eight, Femme Fatale. Race six, number five, Contrition. Race nine, number 12, Tranquil Bay. Uh, if they deliver, oh, wow, party time. So that's what we've got at Eagle Farm. <laughs> Wingatui tomorrow in New Zealand. Now, where is it? Five, where is this? Eight. Where is this I'm place? Not, I'm not sure where it is, but it's somewhere in New Zealand. Okay, and thanks. And we're going with race five, race five, number eight, Hucker Decree. We'll mm. go Hucker Decree there. And that is going to build us a bank for Flemington. Now, this one, this one is big odds and a good value. Race five, number two, Rebel Racer. This is an Adelaide Cup winner, this horse. I'm telling you, there are a bunch of gazumpers in this race. <laughs> this will stay all day. It'll just keep whacking away. So it is, it is over the odds, I think. And then we're going Melbourne Cup. These are my numbers for the big one, boys. Vauban, number five, in front of number one, <laughs> Gold Trip, in front of number 21, Future History, in front of number seven, Absurd. So they that are is absurd. That... the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> That was absurd. You know the favourite never wins the World Melbourne Cup. I, I reckon he'll get out in the market before the jump. And I tell you what, he's this. I promise you, right? I've got a mate that's been going and watching these these horses gallop at Werribee, right, since they got here. And he's followed this horse all the way along. He said on Saturday morning, its last furlong, it broke eleven. It ran ten nine. I'm telling you, it's setting the track on fire, this horse, Boban. It'll be winning. It'll be winning. It's on fire. I heard uh, Glenn Boss, great jockey, on air with uh, Patton Hills this morning. He said, this horse wins races like this for fun. Mm. Has it run here before? Exactly. No, it hasn't run here before, but it's a seriously good stayer. and And the key to it is, Sats, that they ran it in jumping races. So it won Group 1 jumping races. But it doesn't get because it wins those Group One jumping races. It doesn't get a penalty for going in the Melbourne Cup, and that's the key to winning the Melbourne Cup is getting in on the right weight. And this is what Willie Mullins has done here, because Willie Mullins bought a horse called Max Dynamite, who was very competitive in a Melbourne Cup, and this horse would pick Max Dynamite up and carry him. <laughs> what about Ryan Moore? He ran. He won the Breeders' Cup Sunday morning our time in America. Sammy, now getting on a plane and then arriving in Australia, sort of completely different time zone, does that not take much out of him from a preparation point of view? Not where he sits on the plane, Seth. <laughs> not where he sits on the plane, right up the front. Oh. I'm telling you, he's the best jockey in the world. He is the best jockey in the world. And I tell anyone uh, that's listening to this, they need to go and watch that ride in the Breeders' Cup. Mm. It is exactly why he is the best jockey in the world. He came from worse than midfield, never went round a horse, snuck up the paint, goes home and wins the race. It was it was an unbelievable ride. He has nerves of steel. Uh, he's an absolute jet. 
We know he's won a Melbourne Cup before on protectionist. He knows what it takes to win the race. He's on the right horse. Six loads of boxes for Boban. Don't worry about the jockey. The jockey, jockey is top class. Rightio. Thank you, Sammy. Uh, enjoy the day tomorrow. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thank you, Sam. On your boys. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. It's the Kia Top 7 on Sports Day. Hey, just before we get into the Kia Top 7, here's a good question for everyone to ponder. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your text messages on this, right? Question, boys. Do you, This is from, I don't know who it's from, 619. Do you let your miso know if, you've had, if you have a win on the punt? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I do. Do I you do. tell her all the amount, though? Yeah. Because my wife is a very positive person, so she she basks in your glory. Like, she loves it. She gets on the bandwagon and just gets excited for you. And then she puts her hand out for a bit of cash. And then she'll buy a $300 uh, candle or something, won't she? Because it's yep. good for your arthritis. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway, good question. 0457 736 736. And it's not just in so. It's your what? What's the version for you know? If if do you let your hubby know if you've had a good win on the punt? Mm. Rightio, big weekend in sport. Kia top seven, crack into it. Sats with number seven. Number seven. Well, we haven't spoken about this actually. Port Moresby they erupted. Winger Robbie Darby gets two tries back to back. Well, the Fijians absolutely smashed Papua New Guinea last week. They turned the tables like the Kiwis did on the Aussies, and PNG end up winning thirty-two points to twelve. Back to that left-hand side where they struck a moment ago. Johnston for Derby! Back to back, the Cowboys winger. And they are going mad in Port Moresby. Good start for Justin Holbrook. Oh, Titsy getting yeah. off to a win. Absolutely. Yeah, be outstanding. Outstanding. Good guy. I don't know how this got into the Kia top seven. England have taken a clean sweep after beating Tonga 26 points to four in the International Test Series as Elliot Whitehead gets a, a try in his final ever game for England. Willsby, good cutout pass. And here comes Johnson. Johnson on the left-hand side. Curry's on the inside. Waited patiently. Uploads. And it is going to be a try on his international final curtain for Elliot Whitehead. Is that the last time he do anything positive about England? I can't believe Tonga got beaten. Got a clean sweep against them. Did you think they'd be a lot more competitive? Yeah, I thought it would have gone down to the third game. Really? Yeah, absolutely. But, okay. yeah, England were pretty good. Hey, Mickey G from Woodbury, he says he drops his guts no, in his bus no, no, and dude, blames no, the no, last no, passenger no. that got on. Can we stop talking I've actually that? got a that's ridiculous, okay. a good that's ridiculous for Mickey G from Woodbury tomorrow night because I was thinking about him when I read it. Now, number five Hang is... on. Brisbane Eel. Woogie Sats. Need to know about the WST wife service tax. Take 10% off from Brisbane okay. Eel. There you go. It's so if you win 1000 how much do you take off? We take off 100 Yeah. Mm. See, I'd take more than that off. Really? I think it just depends on the amount. Mm, true. 
Yeah. All right. Yep. Continue. Uh, number five, he is one of New Zealand's best. Ronaldo Mulatalo. Well, it wasn't about scoring tries for him. Smashed Val, Hom- uh, Val Holmes. Oh, how good was it? <laughs> His Holmes with a big chance. Oh, that has had a snuff out of opportunity right there. Mulatalo with the smackdown. Oh, it was <laughs> so good, wasn't it? What a tackle. Uh, number four, Charles Nickel Clockstat. Getting man of the match and revealed by Michael Maguire that he should not have played. He had broken ribs. Yes. The winner is Charles Nickel Clookstar. Who's booing? James 1, 2 to 4 talks about perseverance, leading perseverance, go through all those challenges, help you mold your character to be who you are today, to build perseverance. And for everyone, hopefully I can be an example of Never giving up, always pushing through and always giving your best. Thanks for everyone coming out and supporting us. I can't wait to do it again next year. Let's go. Yeah, he was amazing. Before half time for nearly 200 metres he ran for. and um, At one stage yeah, I thought, well, he's, you know, he might be doing a Joey Manu. He might get close to 400 metres if the game opens up. But he was outstanding. He played tough, had a lot of runs, took a lot of runs, a lot of those early tackle runs for the forwards. And many thought when he left Canberra that maybe he might be just a he might be just a not a week in, week out fullback, but he'd be a really good fill in. Or they might have to find another position. I've got to say, I the season he's had this year, he's sort of he's like that Dylan Edwards style player where he's yep. just so dependable. Yeah, well done. Number three, Virat Kohli. Well he equals Sachin Tendulkar's ODI century record. Forty nine he's hit now as India beat the South Africans by nearly two hundred and fifty runs. He's a man who writes his own scripts. Many happy returns of the day to Virat Kohli. His 35th birthday, his 49th ODI 100, and the umpteenth time that he set up the Indian batting. I'm, I'm on the Kohli bus now. I never used to be. Always have been. But he was their number one villain, wasn't he? Yeah. He's For just, a long time. Because he's so great. Yeah. Mm. Number two, Australia fire at the right time. Five ODI wins. On the trots, moving to third spot with two matches to play. Mitchell Stark with ball in hand and Johnny Bester faces the first delivery. Down leg side, there's a big appeal from the fielders and the bowler as well. It's been given. Strangle down leg side, Johnny Bester. A horror start for England. The game and the day belongs to Australia. Go on. The world champions England. Now officially out of the tournament. Get out, Besto. Golden Duck. How good is that? Mm. Can we play that just all night? How good was it? On repeat. Unbelievable. Now, Dad says on the text line, the Kiwis had five of their first choice dummy halves out. I didn't hear them whinging. And that's why number one for the Kia Top 7 is around the Pacific Championships as the Kiwis. Well, they embarrass the Kangaroos 30 nil. Hughes, can they cook something up on the first play? He's out for the corner. It's a record win over Australia for New Zealand. Thank you. 30 points to nil. Yeah. You're right, too. Yeah, they had Kieran Foran, who looked like he's, after five or six minutes, he looks like he looks like he's hurting when he walks around <laughs> normally. He looks like he's walking on broken glass. Well, he's told us that. Yeah. His body just hurts constantly. Yeah. And then five or six minutes into the game, his lungs were burning because he's yeah. not used to making so many tackles. And then young Fermanu Brown comes on, who's a, who's a good little player. 
But, you know, they didn't play. With, they played with our Brandon Smith as their yeah, hooker. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, well done, Kiwis. Great win. The all-electric Kia EV6 bring you the Kia Top 7 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Before we go to the break, Danny phoned through to tell Daddy Vass this. You never tell the missus all the winnings because you need something in the kitty for when you lose. Mm. You can still spoil the missus with half of the winnings. Mazda's got a really good point here, he goes. If you have a win, shout Chinese and then give 5%. What <laughs> What do we always say? Yeah, you've got to go for Chinese. Every time you have a win, what do we say? Yep. We go on Chinese. <laughs> Now, listen, you win some, you lose a lot more. Break time. Uh, when we come back on Sports Day, we're going to get to your text. We know there are so many there. Oh, we'll also look at some of the uh, NFL action today. Do we have to talk about the Cowboys? Do we? All right, hold on. Hook and tease. We'll get to that in a moment. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit NFLGamePass.com. Sats, Green Bay had a win. Finally beat the LA Rams 3-5 and five now. Yeah, so we're on our way. Who's, on our way. who's your quarterback? Uh, Love. Love, okay. Mm. Any good? Where's he come from? He's not bad. He's always, he was sitting behind Rodgers there for a while. and He's not bad. He's, yeah, they're not convincing me at the moment, Green Bay. Jeez, I was, uh, I was heartbroken. And I, I, I believe the Cowboys lost this game against the Eagles. Dak... They thought did, he had a touchdown, put his foot in over the sideline. Sorry. You said you thought they'd lose it. No, so I, they did lose it. Well, no, I thought they'd won it at one stage. Two stages, actually, where Dak reached out. The ball was over. Foot out. Yeah, foot out on the line and came down to the last throw. Came down. C.D. Lamb caught it, what, about a half a metre out of the line, couldn't get over the line. Uh, they lost 28-23 to the Eagles. They're going to write the Cowboys. Yeah, they are. They're now f- five and... Four, I think. Or five and three. three. Five and three. Five and three. But Eagles eight and one. How do you think they're sitting on the season? I mean, they runners up last year. You reckon they've got it this year? I mean, Eagles? Who? Who's Eagles. On? Eagles. Yeah, they're one of the best four side, top four sides. So I'll be there about. Hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Have you seen the Kelsey? Documentary. I don't. No, we don't need to. Talk. We're not. It doesn't involve Taylor Swift. No, no. It's about his brother, plays right. for the Eagles, Jason yeah, right. Kelsey. Yeah, who's a center. Yeah. Um, outstanding. It's really, really, Is really it? good documentary. Yeah. I didn't realize he was as big as what he was in the game. Like he's. He's he, a self superstar. Yeah. Like he's. Um. Like. Uh. He's one listeners who hoiks the ball back. Yep. But he's regarded as the best. In the league, I didn't realize better, that. better than Travis or the best center in the game. No, yeah, just different players, yeah, different build, everything. Right. Travis is six foot five, he's yeah. you know, probably five foot eleven, six foot tall. But you're saying he's the best center in the game, yeah, yeah. So, okay. but um, I didn't realize until I watched until I watched the documentary Kelsey, and they've actually they've actually got a it's the number one ranked podcast in America, yeah, it's called I've, The Heights, which I've is where that. they're from, yeah. yeah, where they grew up. 
Okay. And the mm. family pretty cool too. They yeah, yeah, cool yeah. That's no, not bad. Uh, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's uh, biggest game worth over 70 grand. Just shop in store Beaumont Tiles before November 12th. So you've only got six days left and you're in with a chance. Make sure you check out the T's and C's. Right, Satsy, let's get to some text messages. Tiger Ray says, hi, guys. Thank you for making my drive to Sussex Inlet. Beautiful part of the world. Where uh, is it? Uh, in the Newcastle Macquarie Beautiful. area. Yeah. A lot more enjoyable. Well, what is it about farts that makes everyone oh, laugh? Come on. Doesn't matter how old you are, you still do laugh. I'm a terrible tipster, but I'm going in no particular order. Tomorrow, gold trip, amazing Turnbull Stakes win, true. Future history, good win the Bart Cummings, well weighted. More felons, it's, it's popping its head up a lot more, more felons. Came home like a scalded cat in the Geelong Cup. Two of those are ridden by female jockeys, so I hope it's another historical day. Tiger Ray, have you seen Ride Like a Girl? Yeah, ages ago. Outstanding, isn't it? Yeah, you know it's just popped up on Netflix. I think they're it's all just popping been, up now. Yeah, and and yeah. the cup, which Stephen Curry. Oh, that's really old, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, great, great, great yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, more texts, uh, boys. The sugar files are out. Throw away the guide and get on the sugar fo- sugar train. Twenty of the last twenty-five have won. The cart cowboy says. But he picks twenty horses in a race, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. No, Mitchum Robinson said, "Hey, settle down. There's only six. Okay. So we'll just try and have a bit of a go at him. G'day, boys. Dylan Edwards has been the best. This is Statsy from Freshwater. Hey, where's Statsy sit in our group? Angry Mob? Uh, no, no. Good, goodwill Hunting? He's a good bloke, Statsy. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm asking you. So uh, Dylan Edwards has been the best and most consistent fullback for the last 18 months. Reese Walsh, maybe more flashy, but Dylan Edwards' work rate, safety, and his numbering up in defence is better than any fullback, including Tedesco. If you pick the side on form... Then Edwards should have been the New South Wales fullback in 23. Can't disagree with you anymore there if you picked it on form. Mm. But unfortunately, uh, Rip Rugby League has never really picked on form. It's always picked on um, past previous performances in that jersey as well. Cam sent a text in. How the Broncos haven't had the same scrutiny from the common fan about salary cap over the years like the Roosters do, I'll never know. Well, they used to when they were very successful and then they went through that lean period and again, they've had a very good year in 2023. So, uh, oh, Sussex is a South Coast. Yeah, Sats. I thought, yeah. Oh, sorry, Steve. Hey, Steve from Dubbo says, stay in your lane, Sats. Who are you to discuss anything that happens on the block? That's Glenn's department. Mm. Fair call. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't see. He should have got into the block straight away. He would have held us for a little bit longer, Glenn. It was terrible. Yep. Steve also says, uh, "Vow and declare for the Melbourne Cup." Is it about its twentieth Melbourne Cup? Vow and declare. Don't know. It feels like it's a really old horse. Is it in? Is yeah, it running? yeah, you know, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Rabbit Burrow says they got what they deserved. The Aussies. No Cam Murray. Shame it was not fifty. Well, no Cam Murray didn't play because he was a late. Yes, yeah, you're saying Cam Murray played it. Yeah, it's, but I'm saying yep. like it's not like they. I saw. I read that and I thought they meant that they didn't pick him. Yeah, Peter from Bly Park says the Kangaroos look very tired. Look like a very tired team and looking forward to a break. However, the Kiwis were very good. There's still a few players in that Kiwi side that that went all the way through to the grand final. Of course, Leota and yep. and James Fisher Harris, Nelson Sofa Solomana went a long way in the. In the finals as well. Um, yeah, there was a few there that played finals rugby league. Canara Cowboy lost my budgie smugglers in a surf life-saving carnival and had to run up the beach about 30 minutes to get my towel. Boys, let me tell you, the ocean was cold that day <laughs> and there was major shrinkage. Thank you, Canara Cowboy. 
Now, Nick from Newcastle, it seems like the Aussie players take state of origin more seriously than playing for their country. Well, Nick, if you looked at that performance on the weekend, and I've got to say, it's, it didn't have a lot to do with the Aussies playing badly. It had to do with the Kiwis playing great. And I would agree with you in years gone by that origin was the pinnacle for a lot of players. I really believe that Mal has installed that that belief that playing for the green and gold is the number one pinnacle individual achievement now as a player. Uh, we went, we did go through a period where their state of origin was all about, that was the be all and end all. But I, I truly believe that Mel has done a great job, great job at ensuring that the green and gold is the number one. And when you talk to the players, yep. when you hear the players be interviewed now, they talk about the, the Australian jersey being what they're aiming towards. Jeremy Marshall King is the Kiwis' first choice hooker. That's from Daz. Yeah, it'd be... Over Brandon Smith? Well, there's an argument that Brandon Smith would be jersey number 14. Yeah, right. But either way, he's a he's a high-quality player. Fitzy says, Vow and Declare is eight, Wookster. Thank you for that. Sussex Inlet is about 35 minutes south of Nara. What am I Still a great of? part of the world. That's uh, Tigger, Ray. I think I might be thinking of Nord's Wharf. Which okay. is in Macquarie, yeah. Uh, Worm, are you on the Hong Kongs? Sussex Inlet is in the Shoalhaven area. You're about 300 k's wrong mm. with your geography. Sat Sussex Inlet is in uh, uh, Jarvis Bay. I've never South been, Coast, I've never been to Jarvis Bay. David? Never been there. David? Is it Jervis or Jarvis? I don't know. But I've, I've, always, I've always heard beautiful things about it. Last laugh, not too far away. You got one for a Monday night? I've got one for every day that ends Yeah, but have you got one that we can listen to? Well, I've got to say, it's been high quality of late. Okay. New South Wales community announcement before we go to break. Uh, thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and be prepared this bushfire season. Ensure you have a fire safety plan in place ahead of this fire season. They're saying it's going to be dry and hot uh, this summer season. Really? Every Is that different to every other summer? Or? Well, we get a lot of wet. I think last year was a wet summer, wasn't it? I, is there something to do with El Nino or a cousin? Oh, El Nana? What? I, I, I don't know the difference. Start up to date on all bushfire warnings online with New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. This community update is thanks to New Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions, available at Bunnings Warehouse. Break time. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and JC for your Monday night. Jeez, the show's gone quick. Uh, do you want an update in the uh, the cricket? Bangladesh won the toss and elected to take uh, to field. They are playing Sri Lanka, of course. Sri Lanka after five overs, uh, one for 24. Right here, a couple of more texts. Sats, Holmes, Hammer and Stags need a guide dogs to be out there in defence. Madge Pence, Chicken George. Harry, Val, and Muni? Manu. Oh, that... oh, Manu, right. Played like they'd been on the drink. New Zealand have far more talent and far superior ball play. A shameful lack of desire. That's from Bondi Jack. Yeah, a desire and energy is and aggression is one big area that I think Mal will look back on and, and say we haven't executed any of that very well. The week before, 
defensively flawless. But again, um, it's not about winning that game. It's about what happens oh, the right later. They'll rope and them. Yeah. Um, hi there, the SN team. Love your show. My Melbourne Cup choice is donkey because whatever I pick, it's a donkey. That's Michael from Dremoyne. <laughs> I did back gold trip last year. You're saying it's carrying more weight. Gold trip's top weight, 59 and a half, I think it is, yeah. Look, I think most of us in this room are carrying more, apart from you, carrying more weight than we did this time it's last year. coming at a very good barrier. I think it's, you know, one, two or three or whatever it may be. So I won't have to do as much work early on. Listen to you. You've all of a sudden become a racing Bondi, expert. Jack, I know everyone's into me about Sussex Inlet and, I, Inlet, and I get it. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. But he does mention a beautiful <laughs> place called Lake Conjola. Yes, Beautiful. Where's that? Coffs Harbour, mate? Yeah, South Coast. And uh, you have to have a lot of money to live there. I do the exact same thing with the Western Bulldogs membership. This is from Tom. Absolute steal. I hate AFL, by the way. Mate, I'm more like when my electricity runs out with, mm-hmm. um, I forget who I'm with. Yeah. Who are they? The, the Aussie sponsors. Uh, Alinta. Yeah, when that runs out, I'm mm-hmm. getting straight on the Western Bulldogs. Hope the Western Bulldogs don't cancel it after hearing this. Righty, eight, let's do this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's it's coming a, right in. He's going to do a shot after me. It's a serious question. The right. stage is yours, Sats. No question. Um, I've started, I'm, I'm starting up a band. So I'm just I'm, I'm revealing it now. It's a tribute band. You want to know our name? Yeah. We're called Paper. We cover rock. <laughs> um, grab a podcast of the show from wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we're back tomorrow night. Yeah, no, Plays I get it. It's not, it's not even funny. It's funny. No, it's not. Uh, mm. We'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Uh, coming up next, uh, I forget what we've got. Anyway, uh, have a good night. Good luck tomorrow in the cup. Bye. Good night.